Hi there, folks. It's Holly, and I'm here to introduce a new small voice from our roving reporter, Margaret. Regular listeners will know that Margaret seeks out small organisations and groups, and sometimes just individual people who are making a big difference. This month, she's been speaking with two people who are helping others to access some of Scotland's beautiful beaches. Just a wee note before Margaret begins. This time the interviews were done on Zoom, so do forgive us the odd wee crackle and pop. Are you sitting comfortably? Close your eyes and listen. A small voice takes you to a beautiful beach, somewhere near the North Sea. Now, imagine the sand in your toes, the waves lapping gently around you, the wind in your hair and the unmistakable scent of the seaweed that the tide left behind. Not forgetting the cries of the seabirds. But maybe you can't get to the beach itself with the rest of the family and you're stuck in the car watching them running around and having a good time. I first heard about beach wheelchairs several years ago when I got to know a lot of wheelchair users. I thought it sounded like a great idea. And since then, many seaside places in the UK have raised money to buy these specialised chairs and got organised to offer a service to folk like my young friends. Not to mention the grannies and granddads who can't kick a ball about anymore but still want to be part of the action on the beach. When I heard about a fundraising campaign in the town of Nairn in the north of Scotland to set up a beach wheelchair facility, I wanted to find out why and how. I arranged to talk to Amelia, one of the organisers, and although I'd rather have recorded it on a beach, I had to make do with online instead. I asked Amelia where the idea came from. I have a daughter called Beth, who's 14, and almost exactly this time a year ago, she was having a lot of falls and we weren't sure what was wrong. She already has like a long list of quite complex disabilities, But she loved running and dancing and um, she loved going down to the beach and would run in and out of the sea. And, you know, it was really a wonderful thing for her. And then this time last year, we got a diagnosis of something called progressive ataxia, which is a balance and coordination disorder. Within six months, she was full time in a wheelchair. And now she can not really walk more than a few steps and she can't walk at all unaided. And so we were wanting to carry on going down to the beach, basically. And once I got a wheelchair, I started to notice other people in wheelchairs much more closely. And I started to understand how like inaccessible things are and how, you know, the the texture of the road or the camber of the road can be really exhausting to like push a wheelchair on and getting on and off pavements was hard work. And it was just hard work. She's 14. She's quite heavy. When we went down to the beach, we were seeing other people um, around in wheelchairs. And I think it's really important to emphasize that this is a community project. And I wanted Beth to look at the beach and see other people in beach wheelchairs and just know that that's a normal part of life. But I also felt very strongly about all the stories that I was hearing about people not being able to play with their grandchildren. You see the grannies parked up on the side of the beach watching their families. You see the the kids with complex disabilities, you know, going up and down the pathway, but not being able to get down on the beach. I spoke to somebody called Seamus, who runs something called Nairn Access Panel. And he's been campaigning for a long time to get things in Nairn more accessible. And, you know, he was very enthusiastic and supportive, but we decided to like pioneer alongside him, but separately to try and raise money for beach wheelchairs. We've got a steady little group now of about four or five people and we've been fundraising 
And over the space of three months, we've got nearly two thirds of the way there. So we've had a lot of community support. We get so many messages and emails and donations every day from people saying, this is a fantastic idea. I wish my I wish my aunt was still alive or I this is such a fantastic idea. I can't wait to take my grandchildren down to the beach again. You know, people are just really loving it. So it's been actually very easy. Is there just one type of beach wheelchair? No, there are lots of types. Um, so we're looking at the hippocamp. They've got great big inflatable tyres on the sides and all of the metalwork is anti-rust, I guess. You know, the sea salt won't erode it. And so the hippocamp you kind of get down into and you can, and it's quite low to the ground. It's very easy to push, but you can also pull from the front. And then there's one called the sand cruiser, which people can transfer from a wheelchair sideways. It's the same height as a wheelchair. They can transfer sideways. So we kind of picked one that is suitable, more suitable for younger people or people like Beth who can still be transferred without a hoist. And then one that is perhaps easier to use with a hoist. And we, we've also, we also including in our fundraising bid um, money for a hoist. We've had this um, Just Giving page where people donate, but then we've been present at lots of kind of events. We've done leaflets, distributing leaflets, using social media a lot. And we've got a music event coming up. So many of the local businesses have wanted to collaborate with us, have fundraised for us, had events. In fact, one of the things that I find the most touching and the most incredible is that people have just come up to me and said, um, like there was a lady here yesterday. She said, uh, we run a chili business up here in the Highlands. We had an event last month and we raised 500 pounds for you i've never met her before in my life um she just you know she felt really strongly that she wanted the money to stay in there and, and she was like this is something that i really want to support it's really amazing and we literally have that one of those kinds of events once a week where people get in touch and they've raised a lot of money for us and so the project was set in motion amelia told me that dornoch another north of scotland town already has good facilities for wheelchair users and so my next contact was Isla, chair of Dornoch Beach Wheelchairs. And I discovered that it started with a project to improve the beach in general, clearing up litter, replacing an old play park, and then adding seating and landscaping. We began in 2020 mm. and started to build a shed and landscape the paths down onto the beach but immediately went into lockdown, so it was uh, stopped the job. Unfortunately, we missed that first summer season, and we didn't get our first wheelchair out onto the beach until that October. Uh, but that wasn't a bad thing, because it was what you would call soft opening. And having never run a beach wheelchair facility before, we quite enjoyed the fact that it was quiet and uh we could practice with the different wheelchairs and the hoists and so on. The following summer, we felt more capable to open the shed and start advertising. In our first year, we got 138 people onto the beach. That's steadily increased. We are finding now that we have users that come from Ullapool, from Inverness, care homes and Last year, we dedicated a lot of our time over the winter to printing posters and business cards and postcards and sending them out. But the majority of our advertising is through Facebook. How many wheelchairs do you have? We started off with four, what we call manual chairs. And then we bought an X8 power chair, which is just a fantastic piece of kit and it allows a person who maybe doesn't have a carer to come to the beach on their own. And that's become our favoured chair. 
our aim for 2024 is to buy another one, but they cost quite a bit of money. We've been fundraising really for a year to get one of those. They come all the way from Australia, so the delivery time on them is five months. That gives us A, time to get enough money in the bank, and B, time to have it transported for the beginning of the summer season 2024. I would have thought there would be somewhere nearer to home that we'd manufacture. The first four wheelchairs we bought, uh, one came from Australia, one came from America, and two came from France. We liaise with the other wheelchair groups down in Berwick and Portobello to say, what's the best chair, which one would you buy? There's not a great deal of beach wheelchairs on the market. We come from countries where they have that beach culture. The different styles suit different ages and and, uh, abilities. We feel we've got the range in our shade, but the X8 powered chair from Australia, if we could have five of those, we'd be very, very happy. And another thing about a power chair is if you are disabled or elderly and your partner doesn't have that physical strength to push you up the beach, then they can enjoy the beach without the worry of having to push you. And that has been something that we've picked up on in the feedback forms where a lady who has a young son who normally has to carry all the bags and push mum, his feedback was, mum, I just feel so free and he enjoyed his day on the beach just as much as she did. What about going into the sea? Are your are your wheelchairs able to do that? Yes, they are. Uh, the little uh, sort of sporty model we have, it's called the Hippocamp. Children love that because they can sit with their legs straight out and they can be pushed straight into the sea and they can float a bit as well. The other two, yet they can go into the sea as well. The X8, obviously, with being quite a technical piece of kit, that can go into the salt water. No, no. And coping with with sand, uh, it doesn't clog up wheels and things? Two years ago, we fundraised to put water and electricity into the shed. The lifeboat had just built a new shed on the beach and we could tap into there electricity and water. So for us to brush down the chair, get rid of the sand and then clean it with a hose and get in all the nooks and crannies, get the salt water off it, that that made a huge difference. I would recommend anybody starting a wheelchair project, do it where you can have access to running water and electricity. We have a great bunch of volunteers and if we didn't have them we couldn't run Dora Beach wheelchairs. We have on the books about 17 volunteers. We have a fantastic accountant that keeps us all up to date because we're a registered charity and we have to produce accounts every year. We all muck in. In exchange for that, you get a lovely orange hoodie with Dornoff Beach wheelchairs written on the back. So if you're down at the co-op or the bakers and people see your sweatshirt, it is usually a conversation starter. So if you see anybody wearing orange now, you just think, ah, there's one of our team. So how does the system work? If I, coming up on holiday, I'm a wheelchair user, how can I arrange to get myself one of your wheelchairs? Mostly people find us through Facebook. We do have a 0300 number. So we have a lady who holds the diary and she will take the calls. Then she will post that on Facebook and see who's available. 
we look at the tides, it's quite important to have enough beach to put the wheelchairs out in. So we look at the tide and think, right, that's the best time to open the shed. So we post that on a Sunday. We ask people to sign up for a shift and they won't be at the shed for their shift or buddy up with other volunteers. The caller will be asked questions about the suitability of the chair, uh, who's coming with them, tell them what to bring, you know, to be mindful that it can get cold. When somebody arrives at the wheelchair shed, we have already probably allocated a chair for them and they fill in a little bit of paperwork and away they go. And uh, when they return to the shed, we ask them to do another little bit of paperwork to get a better understanding of where people are coming from, how many people we facilitate every year and any improvements that can be made to the service. We keep a record of all that information. It's good for our fundraiser, it helps us improve the service. And uh, one of our volunteers, June, she loves uh, producing bar charts and pie charts and we can have a look every time we meet together and see just what's happening with chair hire and where people come from. Quite often they um, will say, I'm coming back to Dornach next year for my holidays just because of the wheelchairs. It's wonderful and people are booking ahead now. We're all learning together. We'd love the shed to be open seven days a week. That's what we're aiming for. At the moment, we probably open it five days a week. But we're here all year round and we very, very rarely say no. It's quite a, a lovely sheltered area where the shed is. So we enjoy being down there just as much as our clients do. Mm-hmm. You forget all your woes when you're sitting at the wheelchair shed looking out to see. I'm a psychotherapist, um, you know, that's my job for children and adolescents, and I feel very strongly about the the need for um, open spaces, for wild spaces, for blue spaces, as they're now called, for, for young people and their mental health. It's a really great, and, old, and older people, elder, elderly people as well, you know, getting out, getting the fresh air, but also being included in the local community, being a part of something. I mean, Nairn is all about the beach. It's a seaside town so really you know being invited and welcomed onto the beach is really really important to me and really important to to the people who will use them but also their families so it's all kind of about inclusion you know it's hard to kind of understand what it might be like to go down to the beach and sit at the edge and watch I I imagine it's very cold pretty lonely and you don't get that sensory input you don't feel the sand you don't feel the sea you can't really understand how that must feel like so It's just that connection, isn't it? It's connection with other people, connection with the land, connection with the sea. We all love going down to the beach all year round. Um, So we want to make sure that it's accessible for people within reason. Dornach has a huge group of volunteers running the project. And so you do have to think about that, the staffing side of it. You know, I'm always around. All the people who are on the committee live in Nairn. And, you know, we're pretty committed to making this project work. Dornach Beach now has become vibrant busy with locals, families, enjoy the play park. Last year we fundraised to put in musical sensory equipment. So everything we do now is inclusive for disabled people. So they can go down into the play park and enjoy playing with the musical equipment, being on the disabled swing. And our project 
this winter is to put in a bowl court and a big concrete table tennis table and we'll extend the path so that wheelchairs can get across and use those as well. So we're always thinking, what can we do now to make this a, a great place to congregate? I think I need a trip to the beach now. It's been lovely to speak to Isla in Dornoch and find out the unexpected potential benefits because wheelchairs are just the start. And hearing from Amelia in Nairn and about the enthusiasm in both places. Thanks to everyone for sharing your hopes and experiences. You'll find links to the projects on our website, smallvoice.org.uk.